Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What have I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you could be prepared for your tomorrow. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. Of course, these are these conversations uh, that we call Heart to Heart. It's the opportunity for you to hear the heart of God by way of the man of God. And of course, that's Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Boy, we've had some amazing conversations already. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, the year that was 2020. Yeah. Um, Lord, so much happened in this year uh, of 2020 that I think we really could unpack for years to come, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, let's talk about some of our takeaways from the year that was 2020, because it was a massive year on a lot of levels yeah. for a lot of us. For you, let's see if we can narrow down perhaps the three biggest takeaways for you uh, of 2020. Well, I think number one would have to be that anything can happen at any, at any time. Yes. Uh, we started the year, I, I was watching a message that I preached in February of 2020 and um I was talking to the church just about what to expect and what to what to shoot for. We the message our our theme last year was defiant faith. Yes. And we were telling people how to speak faith and act faith and act it out and how to just how to position themselves for better. I didn't know that less than a month later we will be locked out of our mm -hmm. sanctuaries, quarantined in our homes, watching friends and family get sick and never recover. Yeah. So the first lesson I learned was things can change in a moment. The second thing I learned is, is that we have to be intentional about telling the people we love that we love them and, yes. and, and really meaning it and showing it because, because death has no respect of persons and, and the people you love can be here today. Even the people that you can't imagine doing life without, they can be here today and gone today, That's not right. tomorrow, today. That's right. And, and the third thing that I learned is, is that when we ask for clarity, we say, God, make things clear. Be prepared for whatever he's going to show you. <laughs> because we saw, listen, I used to, I used to preach and say, um, there's one thing about a peacock. When it shows its feathers, it also shows its behind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah. so we saw a lot of peacocks last year. We saw some backsides reveal. We saw some people show their tails. Yes, we did. You know, and um, 2020, Gerard, for us, uh, it started out really, really um, the, when March 15, when the pandemic was, uh, was sprung on us. Yeah. It, it was hard to get focused on, on answers when there were so many moving parts. There, there was political unrest. Mm -hmm. There was a police drama. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was the, the churches going through. Um, um, their preacher friends of mine were actually reaching out to me. Uh, tell me, don't shut down your church. Get your people back in church. You, uh, uh, you know, the whole thing, the mindset was not even about the, the, the well-being of the people. Right. It was about keeping our movement going so we won't lose our momentum. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was also 
uh, I know I'm missing a major part because there, there was a, there was a health, there was a politics. Oh, the police issue. Yes. The police and race issue. Now, so all this was coming at the same time. And an election. Yeah. And, and an election. Mm -hmm. and, and so here it was, Gerard, it was so, at one point, I remember thinking to myself, I had to cut everything off. Yes. I couldn't, I had nothing, I, I drained my battery really quickly, had nothing to minister from. Mm -hmm. I had to cut everything off and say to the Lord, you know, it's, it means this is the end of us. Yeah. Real talk, I mean, transparent. I was like, is this, and then I went back and studied pandemics. Um, I, I, I think I've shared it before from the um, 5th century BC, 4th century BC up to now. Mm -hmm. And it gave me comfort to see a pattern that the world always survived the pandemic, albeit it came out, it emerged out of the pandemic a different place. Yeah. With different people in a different space mindsets. Um, so 2020 was easily the worst year of everybody's life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was. But there were some good things. I guess we later on we talk about the opportunities that, that arose from that. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and, and we are going to get to that because I think it's important to, um, to talk about that. Because again, the world changed. Um, the entire world changed. And it was a lot for people to process because nobody was prepared for how quickly the world changed. Mm -hmm. um, equally, nobody was prepared for the fact that the world didn't seem to go back to what right. it used to be right. like here we are now in 2021 right. we certainly figured this pandemic would have been over right. um we didn't anticipate the numbers being higher now than they were when they first started um mm -hmm. and all of the ancillary things that have uh been affected as a result of that um we talked a lot about uh you know church and how church had to deal with all this because it was a lot of change for church from the pastor all the way to the lay member, many of whom have not seen the inside to their church since March 15th, that second or third Sunday um, in March. So I, I want to pose this question to you for the person who made it to 2021, which hopefully are those people who are watching us now, how should they process what happened in 2020? Because everybody's story was similar yet different. How do how you process a year like that? I think I think we begin from a spiritual perspective. We begin by understanding that that 2020 was a year of deconstruction. Mm. I won't say destruction. Deconstruction. That's good. That's good. It, it was a year when God, God's on His timetable. It was a year to pull things down to the foundations mm. and begin not a complete new building but building something new upon the foundations that were, that were strong enough to sustain this. Mm. A lot of people lost relationships. I, yes. I lost friends that I never thought I'm talking about ride or die friends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, turned on us. It, it was just weird for the reasons are weird. Just, yeah. but then we stopped, we had to accept that this is a part of it. I yeah. lost ministry friends. I lost. So a 2020 was a year where there was deconstruction for the purpose of rebuilding. And another thing too, they said, they said uh, what, uh, 20, in 2021, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, in 21 days, you, 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 um, you can break a bad habit. Yes. 21 days. Yes. But it, said it takes 90 days to start a new one. Wow. So imagine this, whatever habits you started in March of last year, April, May, June, July, August, September, mm -hmm. October, November, December, you're looking at 
you have literally not just started new habits, but you have solidified them. They've grown roots. And if you're not careful, you may have started some, I've seen people's language change on social media. Mm. I've seen people's allegiances change. I've seen people's attire change. Yeah. Um, there are people, I remember, and this is a transparent moment. I, I left the, I hadn't left the house for, seemed like weeks. Mm-hmm. And certainly hadn't drove, driven a long distance. I got out of the house to drive to a, a pull-up service, and mm-hmm. I had anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. The, the same kind of anxiety I used to get when I flew in a helicopter. I have not flown my helicopter. I've not flown the helicopter from the end of uh, from the from the first week of March. Wow. And so, and, and remember, Kobe Bryant had died That's in right. January of 2020s. So my wife, because she was accustomed to me getting in the helicopter, so it wasn't a big deal for me to get in the helicopter after he died. But right. now, after so long a time, I was like, I don't want you in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So you, so mindsets have shifted. Yes. Things that were normal are not normal anymore. Yes. And so what we have to realize is that we are, for all intents and purposes, different people that need to be, uh, we have actually, many of us have been re-educated. We've been refocused. Some of us, our likes and dislikes have changed. Mm-hmm. Many people have, have, um, have switched from trusting God in a, in a weekly worship service to, to uh, minister to our pains and our needs to maybe a bottle, mm. to, to maybe a blunt, mm. to maybe a bed. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and many of us have been, um, we've been strengthened in one area, but maybe overtaken in another. And yeah. I think we need to, there has to be a self-assessment to see what has 2020 really done to me? Because I counseled people, Gerard, people I know who lost family members, not just four family members in a year, which is terrible. Yes. This one particular person I'm, I'm, that comes to mind lost four family members in a week. And they weren't, they they weren't extended family. These these were this this woman lost a husband, a son, a, a parent, and I, I think a husband, a son, a parent, and no, both parents, a husband and a son, in the same week. Wow. And 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 I'm telling you, I'm going. Oh, and what do you say as a pastor? Pastors had to learn how to pastor from a distance. Uh, we tried Zoom. We mm-hmm. my uh, my uh, ministry team went from this broad base of different people. We Now it's three groups, admin, media, and operations. Actually, wow. I, I, operations became uh, media. So ad, admin, operations, and pastoral care. That's our entire ministry right now. You wow. you fall into the, one of those categories mm-hmm. of, of, of people who work for our church. So there are, church, there are churches that disappeared. Entire I know pastors who are no longer in pastoral ministry. Yes. They started 2020 in pastoral ministry. Now they're doing something else. That's true. So, so it was a year where God deconstructed what we built. And I think a lot of things, I think, Gerard, you didn't ask this, but I'm going to answer it before you ask it. Yeah. The, the, the two types of, of deconstruction we saw were, number one, things that had run their course. Mm. They weren't necessarily poor or bad or evil. They just ran their course. Yeah. And, and they, 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 it was us trying to force on a new generation things that had worked in our generation. Right. The second thing were, were things that we built improperly and God never told us, he never he, he let us build it. He kept mm-hmm. warning us, you know, building it right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like in, in Luke chapter six, I think it is, um, the rain came, the flood rose, it beat against the house that was built on the sand yeah. and it fell. Yeah. 2020, we saw a lot of things that were built on, Shaky foundations just fall. Wow. wow. And the wonderful thing is that those of us who are alive, um, we are here with, with a, um, the, well, how, the best way to say, 
is that we saw the destruction. Mm-hmm. We saw the, 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 um, the shaking. We, we went through it. It was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. But now we're here to rebuild. Yeah. I, I yeah. think we have to be careful how we do that. I do. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I want to ask, yeah, I got to ask the, the, the follow-up question to that. And that is this. One thing we don't talk a lot about much in church world is counseling mm. and therapy. But after a year like 2020, <laughs> one would figure that uh, counselors and therapists would be booked the entire year. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest to people in terms of therapy as an option and who should they go to? And I ask that not in, not as a specific person to recommend, but I ask that because for many in the church, as we talked about in the last podcast, who may only read the Bible, their only source of counsel may be their pastor which that might be really hard for them to do right now. So the question is, should the Christian or anybody processing 2020 do that with the help of a therapist? If so, should that therapist be their pastor, a licensed clinician, or something, someone else? I don't know. I I think those are great questions. I want to start with the second part of it. Who should you go to? Because what I found is, I've counseled therapists doing this. Wow. And all the, th- every therapist is not whole. That's true. And many who only go to the pastors, many pastors are not well. Mm-hmm. So I think that this, this has to be, um, I, I think we have to be prayerful as we seek our counseling. We, des- we definitely need to find a counselor to decompress. And I'm gonna tell you why. And, not, and I'm, I'm, I am the, of the mindset where I prefer a licensed therapist, mm-hmm. a licensed therapist. Um, I believe in the multitude of counselors, their safety. So I was out. So you need spiritual advice or spiritual counsel. You need, uh, I think you need psychological and emotional counseling as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that um, for some of us need to go see um, um, doctors for our bodies. Cause the body, yeah. one book says the body keeps the score. Yes. So, so um, I, I really believe that when we feel safe enough to start to decompress, you're going to see a lot of PTSD mm. from 2020. 2020 was a traumatic year. Yes, it, it was is. traumatic. Um, um, a lot of people are sleeping less. Um, uh, they, they, they stopped their workout regimens that was keeping them balanced and even. Mm-hmm. And so I would say um, normally a good therapist will come highly recommended. So ask people, who are you seeing? And then you try them out. And, and some therapists, now I've talked to therapists, man, and they're good when it comes to uh, to, um, to um, psychological stuff and maybe emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. But in some of the practical stuff they give you, it's not even Christian. Right. Like, I right. told one therapist, I cannot do that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, can't, you can't recommend. So, so I think that it's important. And if you go to a therapist, or a pastor, let me do it separately. If you go to a therapist and the therapist is giving you a uh, direction or counsel that's not in keeping with your value system, then it's not going to do you any good. So you got to find someone who share your value system and understand their, their field of study. Yes. In the same breath, if you go to a pastor and they're trying to spiritualize everything, you, you, you're in trouble. Mm. Because I'm going to tell you, the church has failed people. Because we have taken everything. I go into some of these clubhouse rooms. 
<laughs> and they're talking, and, and it grieves me when you're having a practical discussion mm-hmm. and say, well, you know what the Bible says. And then, yeah. and then they're using terms that, you know, the season that we're in. I'm tired of hearing about seasons. Right. The church speak, throw it out the door. Yeah. Let's, let's be real about this thing. Yeah. And I, th- yeah, I agree. We need therapy. And I think sometimes it works. <laughs> I'll give you a good example. Um, if you have a therapist and you're a preacher, you should sit down. And the relationship should be like this. Ask the therapist, am I okay? And the therapist work with you, you good. And then, then the therapist should ask you, am I spiritually okay? Yeah. I think it should be, you know what I'm saying? We should barter counseling. I'll, I'll counsel you if you counsel me. Absolutely. We need it. I really think we need it. We cannot take for granted that we weren't affected in some deep and, and visceral way in this. More of our heart-to-heart conversation is on the way. Stay tuned. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Why, yeah! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you can hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God, Pastor Hart Ramsey. To receive this daily encouragement, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Again, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's UPLIFT. Stay connected with Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hart Ramsey. Let's go back into today's Heart to Heart conversation featuring Pastor Hart Ramsey. Totally, totally agree. And I love what you said about making sure your counselor is a good fit. You know, it's, it's just like churches, and this might be controversial to some, but every church doesn't fit who you are and what you need. And so, you know, just like, you know, you try to find the right church that's a good fit for you and your family, you got to find a therapist that's a good fit uh, that understands your value system and the like. So with that said, you know, there's been so much talk about 2020 being such a difficult and challenging year, and it was, did anything good happen in 2020? <laughs> yes. Yes. In November, we finally <laughs> voted to cancel. Out. Listen, oh. so so I, I think that um, a lot of things, you know, I'll say this. Yeah. 
the Bible says in the thing in the book of Micah, he has, God has taught us what is good. Mm-hmm. He has taught you what is good. And so I think that although it may not feel good, but it may not be good to us, a lot of times it's good for us. And I think mm-hmm. 2020 was good for us, although it wasn't good to us. Mm. Um, yeah. In my heart of hearts, I think one of the biggest things that happened was you got a chance to see what your relationships were really about. I want the you listen. I, I let me tell you a joke. So Lady K and I, you know, we we love each other, but that yeah, yeah. first four months in the house, it's real. Listen, it's real. I was about to like listen. You gotta go. I mean, we yeah. were, it was like we okay. We need to I, thank God we have, we live in a big space, so <laughs> there's room. I, yeah, there's room to for, yeah. there's room for us to divide. And yeah. so, uh, but what we learned was about each other is that we had and we have to kind of make room for for each other to be who they are and i learned a lot about her and our love is different it's grown in in the from the perspective of i, I got to meet the whole person because you know you know that's that close space yes um so there was that i think the relation and then some some of the relationships that were dead weight that were divisive they were they were some of them and then they, i'll be honest with you there are people who um who left my life this year I mean, 2020. I feel I miss them. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, that they, they they how I could not make our separation their fault. Mm. It's because we each process differently. Yeah. And God knows what their reality was. They were dealing with with the process, and it wasn't a big thing. There was no church splits or nothing like that. It was just sure. I had some dear friends that that we couldn't we couldn't walk through the year together. We had to stop. We had to okay. I'm getting off here mm-hmm. because. Um, we did not respect each other's um, volatility when the pressure really gets got strong. Yeah. We, we were we were measuring everything just based on our relationship and not realizing that there are other things that we were dealing with the political thing, the police thing. It was having an, an, an effect upon us that wasn't conscious. We didn't know. Yes. yes. And so um, I went off on one person, just blew up and went the heck off on them, and they had never seen me like that before. It yeah. was a lot of pressure because people were coming for answers and. We try to figure out new, new ways to do ministry. Right. And then I had people disrespect me that would have never done that before. Wow. So I think the good thing about 2020 is we got a chance to see ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to see others. Yeah. Um, um, as I go through the year, I'm coming through my mind. I think the big breakthrough event was November the 3rd. I just was, I just braced myself for us to set up for four more years of this guy. Yeah. He, the fact that he lost by 7 million votes is wonderful. The fact that he won, that he lost the electoral college in the same fashion that he, that he won it mm-hmm. four years before was, was amazing. The yeah. fact that he contested the, the election was typical of him. Yeah. Um, but I think another good thing too is, is we survived. Yes. Yes. Jesus. God, yes. We, yes. We had, we had people in our church. We lost, we, we normally bury Two people a year. I, I think I've said this before, but mm-hmm. it, last year we buried we buried nineteen people. That's a lot. Listen, that's a lot. It's a lot, and I want to read a scripture for those for the people who are watching because it's. I just came in my heart to pull the scripture up before I move from this place, mm-hmm. and, and it's in Isaiah fifty-seven and one from the New, New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. It says, "Good people pass away; mm-hmm. the godly often die before their time, wow. but no one seems to care or wonder why." No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. 
Isaiah 57, 1 and 2, New Living Translation. I, that's, that gave me so much life and repose. I was just like, thank you, God. Yeah. Thank wow. you for that. That's a, that's a heavy scripture that I don't it know is. that a lot of people have ever read before. But I think that answers a lot of things for a lot of people who are trying to explain, you know, because we always hear, we've never heard somebody say, oh, it was their time to go. Yeah, we always hear, oh, they died before their time or they right, were right. too young, you know, uh, but I think that's one of those scriptures that really, really does help people. Um, I also want to ask this because there were two conflicting thoughts, um, you know, as people reflected on the pandemic in 2020. And there was one thought that said, hey, listen, you're in a pandemic. If you survived, that's enough. There was this other thought that was like, if you didn't pick up a new skill or a new talent, you know, during this pandemic, then you wasted the pandemic. Are either of those schools of thought accurate and fair to apply? Because I think one of the real challenges amid all of this is things being shut down. People couldn't be as productive, perhaps, as they planned. Um, and so they're wrestling with, I know I wrestled with, uh, is survival enough? Shouldn't I be producing X, Y, Z? You know, so which of those schools of thought should people ascribe to? Is it enough to survive or should you have come into 2021 with new skills and talent? And all Listen, that? first of all, folk would just try to live. <laughs> like seriously. But you know, I think, I think it depends on who you are. Yeah. Um, some people, the way they survive, they can't survive just by defending. They have to thrive. They have to, they have to do something, you know? And so for me, I'll be honest with you in 2020, um, I spent less money. Okay. Um, a weird thing happened. I didn't travel and I'm, I make a good part of my income from traveling. Yeah. Um, I didn't travel, but I didn't lose income. Um, mm. uh, there the, ministries of birth for me because I was able to, I, I started pastor's lifeline, which for me is, you know, I got a chance. To, I was so concerned about pastors. I really was. And so that became a, 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 a lifeline to the pastors to minister to them. Sure. I was able to, um, we, we, it, we mastered technology to a certain degree. We're now moving forward. I can't imagine doing ministry without the technology we're using now. Yes. Um, but to say that everyone that did not um, accomplish or learn something new, I think it's not fair because we're not built alike. Yes. There are some people who did well just to keep their sanity. Yes. Um, to, to, to survive sickness, to bury loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, um, I was counseling members who couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Um, and then on top of the pandemic, people would, uh, we had one family lost um, some family members in car wrecks. There were a lot of, there was oh. so much going on. So, no, I don't believe, I believe that a lot of people became rich. I know all the millionaires and billionaires gained more money. Yes. Um, but I believe, and I, and I believe the time well spent is whatever keeps you sane and, and, and um, stable and grounded in the Lord and grounded in who you are. Yeah. So no, I don't, I don't agree with the premise. I understand it because I started to say, do something new. And, and I want you to know, I subscribe to that masterclass program. Yeah. Yeah. I, I paid a year subscription. I still have it. And I'm involved in that. Okay. I learned, um, I, I, I perfected mixing. I'm an engineer. I've been a certified wow. engineer for years, but during the pandemic, I had to I had to mix the church's broadcast, and I didn't want yes. it to sound like garbage. Right. So I started paying more, and I, I mix my jazz records. I mix all my records, but I, I really, really uh, put together a way to do things. 
um we we wanted to, well i can say much about that but we had to we, we had to learn a new way to do church yes um, i was committed to making sure that we didn't let, let go of any staff Mm-hmm. So we had to find ways, creative financial ways to, to keep our staff uh, paid because I didn't want, I saw churches were, uh, how are you going to let people go in the middle of a pandemic? I just didn't understand that. It happened. But you know, but you know what it proved, Gerard? It proved that people were only doing, people, people harvesting people's gifts. Mm. They, they want, they want, they, you, you know, you're a partner. You, no, no, you're not partners. But it was, they were take, they took advantage Mm-hmm. And and so it's a quick testimony. Yeah. So when the pandemic first started, our giving dropped thirty percent. Okay. I committed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm 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 not letting go one staff member. If we go, mm-hmm. if we go now, we go together. Yeah. Um, we 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 got we submitted for the PPP program. It was, it was approved for six months, so we we had enough money to pay the staff for six months. Okay. But then I checked in with accounting, and our giving had gone up. Wow. It went from a thirty percent dip to a sixty percent increase. It's not leveled off again but wow, look at that wow. that's a 90 percent differential mm-hmm. see and so we end up doing now now we're in a position now where um i think people are not, not sure because the government has not been doing its job with stimulus and all that stuff so the giving is what it, it's, it's kind of tapered off for a lot of us yeah but, but it taught me or uh, it, it reintroduced me to believe in god at a ground ground grassroots level and um and I think that that we are more accomplished than we think we are. Mm. I think our troubleshooting skills, our survival skills, our, our um, sensitivity skills, our compassion. I think we grew in areas that, that are not uh, measurable right now until life gets back to some semblance of normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a really good thought. And you're right, because it, it took a certain skill set that I don't know most of us knew that we had to make it through and navigate through 2020. I mean, from the barrage of losses, you know, Mm -hmm. to, uh, because you were talking about how, you know, you and Lady K were stuck in the house, you know, and, and and for a lot of us, it was the things that we are accustomed to doing that are our outlets or release are now gone. You know, whether that was traveling or going to church or going to events and concerts and all that stuff, all that stuff being gone, there's no place to release or have relief. Now you are stuck in the house with you and everybody else that's with you. And, you know, you start really figuring out what's happening. And in some cases, that is a really difficult space to be able to be in because you now have a, a new reality to deal with. So to learn how to navigate through all of that and, um, and still come out standing, that is a lot. There's yeah. a lot to be said for that. They're yeah, really, it's, really... it's a muscle because you know, the, the army spends a, a quite a bit of time, eight weeks at least teaching you how to survive. Wow. Wow. And so if, if you had nine months of survival training, um, there's some things that there's some people um, that uh, I, I pastored who were, depressed yes and I, I watched them in the first six months of the pandemic they were, they went to a low of lows yeah then i see them now they're smiling mm-hmm. and, I, and, and as i reached out to one person i said hey how are you doing and she said pastor i'm doing better than I've done. in the worst of times wow. she found she found her place she found her her ground so to speak yeah so i believe it, it, there's more good that came out of it than we think yeah. and, and that we could actually measure right now 
Yeah, I, I think that's a great, great point. I think it also spoke to when you were talking about um, the challenges in giving, because I know a lot of peace pastors uh, were concerned, which is one of the reasons why they wanted to be in in a building because yeah. they felt as though that's where uh, that could happen. But I will give you kudos as I often do, just because I feel like in moments of challenge is where we learn what's been regularly taught, mm-hmm. you know? So you can't really start teaching about giving in the middle of a pandemic. Oh no. You have to be te- te- teaching about uh, giving long before that so that it's a regular muscle so that whether we are in church physically or not giving becomes a regular part of who we are as Mm -hmm. other so so I think a lot of pastors ended up you know when you start putting your own report card together in terms of what's the effectiveness of my teaching or what have we been teaching this is where we learned you know and Gerard you know what I found What's that? Uh, I counsel a lot of pastors who were teaching on things they didn't really believe in. That right there. So the pandemic made us face how much of what we were preaching was belief and how much of it was just religious talk. Mm. Because when it came down to it, and, and I'm going to tell you, my theology changed in ways I can't even share publicly. I believe it. I think a when lot I of tell you, there's some things I used to believe. I just don't believe them anymore. And, and, and here's why. They did not stand. They, they, we went through a fire right uh, just now. Yes. And they didn't make it through the fire with me. Yes. Yes. Um, I believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified. I believe the gospel that we preach. All the foundational things are in place. But mm-hmm. there's some other beliefs I had that are Western beliefs that, 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 that do not, they don't stand the smell test. And, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and they're going to be revealed in days. Yes. Yes, I, I totally, totally believe that a lot of things changed for a lot of people. But, you know, the fact that we survived is a good thing. Yes, it is. It, it's a good thing. And I hope that it is a space for a lot of us to be able to really come and attack the new year um, in a way that says, hey, I really brought more into the year than what I lost last mm. year. You know, and it's hard for us to think to, to think like that. But the idea that we survived says that there was a way that we survived, you know, because there were people that we might've thought were better than us that might not have survived one way or the other, whether that is, you know, whether they here with us in life or the relationships aren't existing anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, my thought for doing this episode guys was just to kind of reflect. I love being able to reflect on, you know, a year that's gone by because we often don't realize what has happened or what we've accomplished or the like until you take that good look back. And I hope that it serves as a good catapult uh, into 2021 and the days ahead. So we want to hear your thoughts on uh, this episode. By all means, let us know by way of social media uh, and all those places. Use the hashtag heart to heart on course or heart Ramsey, three hashtags, any one of them will work. And of course, via social media, you can reach out to Pastor Hart at Hart Ramsey. And join us next time as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.